Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you. to remember what you said. With this 
onslaught of thoughts fills my head with dread and I need you. Like enemies encamped, shrouded in the dark, I can feel the fascination of too many temptations reaching for my heart. So I need you to hear me. For I know your ears are attentive to the righteous, and I know that your ways are certain. Even when my worries would trample me to dust, still, I know you are good. Your hand is just. So come now. Be the salvation for my sins. Help me to begin again that you would mend this trend of hopelessness. God, deliver me in my brokenness. I can feel your presence even now in the ugly, in the mess that has been made. You surround me with your benevolence. Yes, your love is on display, and I can see it. Carving roads through the struggles and the troubles, past temptations and devices that seek to choke me out. So come fear, come failure, come opposition or doubt. Jesus, you are my deliverance. Your grace is sufficient. Trusting you is my only way. Now I turn my mind to dwell on your truth. Curate the condition of my heart to manifest joy. Be my living proof. Subdue the haters. Quell the voices inside. Transform me, Lord. Extinguish my pride. You've won the battle. I trust in your plans. Yes, God. I surrender all my worries, my woes, and my demands into your eternally capable hands. What's going on, church family? As many of you know, this is a very special year. This is the year that we celebrate 100 years here at the Salem Baptist Church. What a fantastic year. And hey, we just want to celebrate. We want to celebrate all year long. And one of the ways that we want to celebrate is by doing what we've always done, and that's through prayer. We want to pray, pray, and pray. Prayer is so instrumental in the life of every believer in Jesus Christ. I'm reminded by a quote from one of the most famous preachers of all time, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, and he says this. He says, I'd rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. And that's how important prayer is in the life of every believer. So friends, we want to specifically invite you out to our monthly prayer service. It's called the 99 and a half won't do, we need 100. It's going to happen this month, March 30th at 6.30 p.m. You can join in by Zoom or you can just call in. But we need everyone there. Let's get more than 100 people and let's celebrate through prayer of all what God has done for us and what he'll continually do for us. And also, friends, let's make sure everyone comes. So I'm calling out all youth, young adults, parents. You may need to grab some collars, tuck some shirts. But let's, uh, let's all join in and join this prayer service and truly be thankful in prayer for all that God has done for us. Be blessed, church family. Thanks. Good morning, Selim, and welcome to 
worship on this, the first Sunday uh, in March. We're here today to not only have Holy Communion, but to bless the Lord for being a blessing in our lives. Won't you stand with me as you're able and let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we have come on today to thank you for being a blessing to us and everything we do is because you continue to bless us. And so we're here on today to give back to you a portion of the blessing that you give us through our acts of praise and worship to your holy name. Bless all that we say and do that you get all honor, glory, and praise. It is in the master's name of our Lord and risen Savior, Jesus the Christ, and for his sake alone, let's have worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we give God a hand clap of praise in this worship experience? How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. How many know that God deserves all of our praise? Come on, does he deserve all of your praise? From the rising of the sun until the setting of the same, he is worthy to be praised. I want to teach you a simple song that says, you deserve all of my praise. Come on, is that your testimony? Everything that God has done for you and I, we deserve. He owes, we owe him a praise. Hallelujah. So it simply says, you deserve all of my praise, all of my praise. You deserve all of my praise, all of my praise. Whole song, everybody, come on. You all of my, all of my praise. Come on, all of my praise. Come on, you deserve, you deserve all of my praise, all of my praise. Come on, you got it. Come on, say it. You deserve all of my, all of my praise, all of my. All of my Come on, you deserve, Lord. You deserve Come on, all of my praise. Come on, because He's simply God alone. You deserve all of my praise. All of my praise. We sing all, all of my, my praise. praise. We say you deserve God. You deserve Come on, all of my praise. All of my praise. All Let's of take it up. say you deserve Lord. We say all of my All of my, all of my, all of my, right, come 
provided. He has healed. Come on, he has delivered. Come on and worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Come on. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me shall bless his name. Come on, for I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast of the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Come on and all magnify the Lord with me. I said, come on and all magnify the Lord with me. One more time, all magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Come on, let's worship him and give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's glorify the king this morning. He deserves all of our praise. Come on, I said he deserves all of our praise. Has the Lord been good to anybody in this sanctuary? Come on and clap your hands, all you people, and shout up unto God with the voice of triumph. If you're grateful to be alive this morning, come on and give him glory because it could have been another way. I said it could have been another way. But God saw fit to give us grace and mercy this morning. Come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For we as believers, we're covered by the blood of Jesus. How many are grateful that you're covered by the blood? Hallelujah. We thank God for the blood. Come on. Come on, let's say it, everybody. Come on. I believe I'm covered. I believe I'm covered by the blood. Come on, I believe I'm covered. I believe I'm covered by the blood. Come on, the blood is always protected. The blood is always protecting me. Keeping me. I believe. I believe I'm covered by the blood. Come on, are you grateful for the blood? Come on, I believe in the power. Grace and mercy. And I'm not resting. Come on, I believe. Come on, we're grateful. You covered me. Kept your arms around me. I don't know where I would be if you didn't cover me. Kept your arms around me. I'm grateful this morning that you Come on, I believe I believe I'm covered by the blood Come on, shit, I believe Lord. I believe I'm covered by the blood Come on, the blood is always protecting The blood is always protecting me Keeping me, me from danger I believe I'm covered by the blood Come on, everybody, you covered me, come on Lord, you covered me. Come on, let's take it. Come on, y'all. I believe I'm covered. I believe I'm covered. 
everybody that's grateful that God's blood is covering you. Come on and clap your hands and let's testify together. I believe. Said I believe. Come on, said he got his blood covering me. Said I believe. Said I believe. Let's give him glory. There's nothing like being covered by the blood. Amen. 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 It is time for prayer here at the house of Salem. And if you're here today, we're going to ask that you stand as we prepare our hearts and minds for prayer. And as you prepare to go to the Lord, want you to be mindful of all of our elected officials, those serving at the federal, state, and local level, and all of our military personnel, those that are hospitalized this week, Sister Brianna Alexander, Sister Arca Cooper, Sister Elizabeth Hubbard, Brother Lawrence Wallington, Brother Elijah Yarborough. Then there are those that stand in need of additional prayer this week. Sister Arlette Brooks, Sister Michelle Bowles, Sister Kissiana Curtis, Sister Bobby Daly, Evangelist Elizabeth Davidson, Sister Barbara Hawthorne, Sister Margie Johnson, Sister Valeria Middlebrook, Sister Lauren Prince, Sister Pam Sides, Brother Herman Shy Baring, Brother Johnny Butler. Brother Michael Hardiman, Brother James Jimmy Jackson, Brother Willis Sherman, Brother Frank Stewart Sr., and Brother Mario Stewart. Then there are those that stand in the need of prayer due to the loss of a loved one, Sister Marion, Tiny Lloyd, and Patty Duncan, the loss of their brother Donald Reynolds. Brother McKinley Ray, and the loss of his nephew, Willie Krenner, Sister Angela and Brother Ron Coleman and the loss of her grandmother, Mae Strickland. Funeral services will be held uh, this coming Tuesday, March 8th at noon from the Paradise Baptist Church. Our former members, Terrell and Nikki Steen, in the loss of their father, Terrell Steen Sr. Sister Sharon and Donna Reed in the loss of their brother, Raymond Reed. 
Brother Rick and Sister Barbara Bell in the loss of her sister, Dr. Buten Roberts. And Deacon Verdell Temple in the loss of his sister-in-law, Sharon, Ro Sharon Rose Davis. Funeral arrangements are pending at this time. We will now go to the throne of grace and prayer by our youth and young adult pastor, uh, Minister uh, Brandon Whitaker. Let us go before the throne of grace together. Oh, Heavenly Father, what an honor and a privilege it is to come directly before you. And we are able to do that because the Lord Jesus serves as our high priest that intercedes on our behalf. We thank you for that intercession. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you in your triunity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We praise you, we worship you because you deserve it. You deserve all of our praise, all of our worship. You deserve everything that we have to give. Lord, you loved us even when we didn't love ourselves. And while we were enemies, you died for us. Thank you for teaching us how to love. Thank you for loving us every day. Thank you for equipping us with your word and your spirit to know that we have everything we need. Thank you for giving us ultimate victory. Lord, you just truly deserve our praise. You deserve our words, our actions, our lifestyle, all to be submitted to you. So Lord, this morning we raise our right flag in total submission to you. Lord, and we thank you for that. We thank you that you are, we are covered by your blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ that washes away all sin. And Lord, sin runs rampant in this world, but you have given us victory over sin, and we thank you for that this morning. You've given us victory over every situation, over every circumstance, and one day we'll know that we'll all reign in victory with you on that faithful day. And Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we thank you, we lift our hands, we bow on our knees, and we just praise you and thank you for all that you are and all that you do for us. Lord, we just continue to give you praise. Thank you for the opportunity to gather here corporately, collectively, to give you praise. Thank you for the opportunity to give you praise every single day of the week. Thank you for the opportunity to know you, to experience you. The God who created the entire universe wants to know each and every one of us, and we thank you that you want to know each and every one of us, and you speak to us. Help us to hear your voice. Continue to guide us as we lift you up in praise. And Lord, we want to pray for our world, our community, our city. Lord, the world is a difficult place to live in. But again, you have given us victory. So help us to navigate through your word. Help us to navigate through your spirit. And thank you for giving us a leader and Pastor Bacchus that is able to deliver your word to us that we may hear from you. Continue to bless him. Continue to use him mightily. We thank you for this praise and worship team. We thank you for all that they do and how they lift us up and how we hear from you through them. And Lord, we also want to lift up this prayer list. Lord, there's some heavy burdens out there. They're weighty, but we praise you because you are the great physician and you are even weightier. So we hand over our burdens to you. We lay them down at the foot of the cross and just give them over to you, Lord. And we ask that you would just bless us and that you would comfort us and just constantly remind us that we have victory in you. And Lord, bless the remaining of this worship service. Help us to continue to give you all the praise and the worship that you deserve. 
And we pray all these things in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. What a blessing indeed it is to be able to worship the Lord on today and to lift up his holy and righteous name for he and he alone is worthy of all of our praise. Amen. Amen. We want to very quickly remind you of uh, some upcoming important dates and opportunities. Again, we uh, remind you um, <clears throat> uh, that we are excited. Minister Whitaker has just led us in corporate prayer. We praise God that he has hit the ground running. Amen. And we're excited. Our youth ministry getting underway. There are several events in the month of March for our, uh, our youth. We will have a youth and parent meeting via Zoom this Wednesday, uh, the 9th at 7 p.m. Parents, if you have a young person between the grades of six and uh, between the si grades of six and 12, uh, this meeting is for you to learn more about the youth ministry and uh, future events. Amen. So please, please make yourself available. Uh, next Sunday is the official start of our youth church. Amen. It will be uh, virtual to begin with during our uh, noon service, and uh, we're looking forward to the blessing that it will be to our young people. Amen. As well, our youth Bible study starts back on Wednesday, March 23rd at 6.30 p.m. It will be held weekly, and so again, we are looking forward the great blessings that the Lord is going to cause to come to be through uh, this young man and through the youth and young adult ministry that he will lead. Amen? Amen. We are quickly approaching our centennial anniversary, 100 years of ministry here at the Salem Baptist Church. Amen? I continue to remind you that there are many institutions, many people who have come and gone in the last 100 years, and the Lord has sustained us and continues to strengthen us as we do ministry in his name. Amen. As well, we are putting together a centennial ad book, a centennial souvenir book um, for this celebration. Uh, the uh, the deadline has passed, but we're going to extend it because we want to make sure each and every one of you have an opportunity uh, to share in this wonderful occasion. So it's extended till the 15th of March, and we want to make sure that you have an opportunity to be a part of that. It will certainly be a mile marker in the life of our congregation. And so we want you to reach out to the office email the office so that we can uh, meet your needs as it relates to that uh, so that you can uh, in 50 years when you're 51 amen you can look back at this 100th anniversary and see that you were a full participant in that amen we have persons and churches and organizations from all across the country that have already consented and committed to being a part of this souvenir booklet, and we want our congregation to be a part of it as well. Amen? Church is quiet. I can't hear nobody saying amen. All right. 
Amen. As well, we invite you to uh, be a part of our centennial sacrifice, uh, to commit to giving uh, a sacrificial gift for our centennial anniversary. You can fill out your commitment card and fulfill that commitment uh, in the days, weeks, and months to come. Amen. I have just been reminded that on next week we spring forward. Uh, it is daylight savings time next week. Amen. So spring forward. That means you lose an hour, right? All right. So rest well on Friday night <laughs> because you'll lose an hour on Saturday night. Amen. And we want you to show up and tune in on time. And so next weekend, that is Daylight Savings Time. We thank you for your continued giving, for your continued faithfulness and your stewardship uh, in support of the Lord's work here at the Salem Baptist Church. Uh, you can mail your tithe and offering here to the Salem Baptist Church. You can bring it here from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. You can give through our website at salembc.org through PayPal through Venmo, through GiveLify, through Cash App, and you can text to give. Amen. We thank you for your support during these uncertain times, your stewardship during these uncertain times, and your continued stewardship moving forward uh, as the Lord continues to use the Salem Baptist Church to have an impact on our community and on our world. We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church. We plant good seed and good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed and good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord. We dare not forget to tell those who are in person, there will be someone in place to receive your offering as you exit worship on today. We're going to move forward in worship and ask our music and fine arts ministry to lead us further in worship. I shall not fear the arrow by day, nor shall I fear the terror by night. The God who governs angels has set in captives around me whom shall I fear I shall not be 
ask you to stand now in reverence to the word of God. Open your Bibles, turn in your, on your devices to the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 26, Exodus chapter 26. 
This past Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. It began the season of Lent. And for the Revised Common Lectionary, which is the liturgical calendar uh, for the entire year, but specifically, uh, we looked at the Revised Common Lectionary, and uh, this scripture jumped out at us as one uh, to be used for the first Sunday of Lent, uh, and we will use it for at least a couple of Sundays in Lent. Now, I know you all are used to me having three points. Well, today, we're just going to have one point. And the next time I preach, we're going to deal with the other points, all right? Deuteronomy. Did I say Exodus? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. I'm sorry. I'm all mixed up. Deuteronomy. Chapter 26. At least I got the chapter right. Deuteronomy. Chapter 26, we're going to read verses 1 through 11, Deuteronomy, chapter 26, and the word of God reads, and it shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and you possess it and dwell in it that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring from your land that your Lord, the Lord your God has given you. and Put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And you shall go to the one who is the priest, who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall answer and say before the Lord your God, My father was a Syrian or an Aramean about to perish. And he went down to Egypt and dwelt there, few in number, there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. But the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord, the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So the Lord brought us, up, brought, brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. But now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. Let's go back and we're going to deal with just verse 1 through 3 on today. And it shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and you possess it and dwell in it 
that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground, which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you, and put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> the Lord's word is blessed. I'm going to talk today for a few minutes by the help of God and the Holy Spirit from this simple subject, preparing to receive the promise. Preparing to receive the promise. The book of Deuteronomy is the last book of what is called the Pentateuch. Five, first five books of the Hebrew Bible, which we as Christians called, called the Old Testament. It is vital to consider that the book of Deuteronomy begins by recounting the early portions of Israel's exodus from Egyptian slavery. Chapters 1 and 2 of Deuteronomy retail of how the children of Israel, led by Moses, approached the promised land. It was there that Moses confidently and boldly relayed the Lord's command to enter and conquer the land of Canaan. In response to that command, the children of Israel reply with a counter offer. Why don't we send some spies into the land? And when they return with a reconnaissance report, we'll make a decision on whether to move forward into the land or come up with another plan of action. The spies enter the land, gather some of the produce of the land, and return to Moses and the people with a vivid and striking description of the land, saying it's a good land which the Lord our God is giving us. But the majority of the spies followed up that positive picture with negative news, declaring the people are greater and taller than we. Cities are great and fortified up to heaven. And the sons of Anakim, the descendants of giants, are there. Moses responded to the children of Israel, Do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God who goes before you will fight for you. As a result of their lack of faith and as an act of rebellion, the children of Israel refused to enter and conquer the land. The Lord declares, surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land except Caleb and Joshua. Now in Deuteronomy and particularly for us on today in chapter 26, Moses, who will not enter into the promised land himself, is speaking to the generation that 
followed the initial rebellious generation that perished as they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Because after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, they are now preparing to enter in and receive the promised land. And Moses here, in Deuteronomy chapter 26, is preparing this generation on how to approach the Lord in reverence and respect in worship once they enter in to the land of promise. Now Moses is instructing those who would enter the promised land, the method, manner, and means by which they were to employ and implement their worship as they prepared to finally receive the promise. And Moses says to the children of Israel initially in those first three verses, if you're going to prepare to receive the promise, the first thing you must do is recount the Lord's promise. You must recount the Lord's promise. Moses tells the children of Israel, you must recount, tell, report, verify, and communicate the promise of the Lord. In other words, Moses says to the children of Israel, you need to say it again. You need to say it again. In essence, Moses is saying, saying it stresses it and strengthens it. Listen again to the text in Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 1 through 3. And it shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and you possess it and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you and put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today, the Lord your God that I have come to the country uh, which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Now, before we address what Moses is instructing the children of Israel to say, there are two things that we may judge as immaterial and inconsequential if we're not careful to see their significance. First, Moses says, and I'm paraphrasing, when you come into the land the Lord has given you, take some of the produce from the ground, from the land the Lord has given you. Now this family of God is of great significance. Remember, as I stated earlier, this generation that Moses is speaking to in Deuteronomy chapter 26 is about to enter the promised land, but this generation has spent their entire lives wandering for 40 years in the wilderness. Think about this. 
They had lived a nomadic and migratory life, moving from one place to another for 40 years. Now Moses is telling them, you are about to receive your own land. No longer will you have to worry or be concerned where you're going to rest for the night and return to the journey on tomorrow. Finally, you will have a permanent place of residence and habitation. Did you think about that? Now, we overlook these things at times, but we have to take into account the weight of responsibility that falls on the shoulders of the children of Israel as they enter the land of promise. Think about it. For 40 years, the Bible informs us the Lord provided what was necessary to nourish and strengthen the bodies of the children of Israel. Forty years. The Bible tells us every morning as they were in the wilderness, the children of Israel rose and were able to exit their tents and find manna, their daily bread waiting to nourish them and their family for a day's journey. No effort, no exertion, no drudgery, no labor, and no toil. And now, Moses is reminding the children of Israel of their responsibility when they enter in the land of promise. He says, bring the Lord through the priest the produce of the ground. You now have the responsibility of working the land to produce what is necessary to sustain and support your families and your community. He's communicating along with the blessing of the land you receive is the burden of working that land. I hope y'all not missing what I'm saying. Child of God, there is no receiving of blessing without the responsibility of managing and nurturing that blessing. I know I'm saying so because it hurt me when I was putting it together. There is no receiving of the blessing without the responsibility of managing and nurturing that blessing. And as a side note, be careful <laughs> what you ask for. 
There is always some unseen work and responsibility that goes with what you ask for. Preach that one, Cubacus. I'm doing the best that I can. Be careful what you ask for. There's always some unseen work and responsibility that goes along with it. And then Moses is expressing that the children of Israel, in their worship and relationship with the Lord, must activate and initiate their faith. I'm going to be short today. That's what I'm trying to do, y'all. Moses is expressing that the children of Israel in their worship and relationship with the Lord must activate and initiate their faith. Moses says this in verses 1 and 2. And it shall be, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and you possess it and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring from your land that the Lord uh, your God is giving you and put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. Here, through the Lord, through Moses rather, the Lord institutes the principles of the first fruits offering. Give to the Lord first. Now, it's difficult for us to initially understand the significant faith that was necessary for those in the time of the text to practice this principle of the first fruits offering. You see, in modern times, many of us practice first fruits in the manner we can. When we receive compensation by check or direct deposit, we set aside our tithes and our offerings before we address the other necessities in life. The Lord receives his first before OPPD, before uh, mud and cocks and all the rest of that stuff we have to do. We set aside the Lord's before we deal with anyone else. And that may seem difficult, and it is an act of faith. However, what was asked by the Lord in this text of the children of Israel when they enter into the land of promise is at another level. The Nelson's New King James Version Study Bible suggests the children of Israel were to offer to the Lord the fruit or harvest that ripened first. Even though there was always a possibility that the rest of the crop would not ripen or be harvested because of some, un some unforeseen circumstance, tragedy, or catastrophe. They gave what was ripened first, not knowing what was going to happen to the rest of the harvest. That's why the Hebrew word for first fruit is bakirian, 
It is literally translated promise to come. Look at your neighbor and tell him promise to come. The children of Israel saw these first fruits as an investment into their future. The Lord was telling them if they brought their first fruits to him, he would bless all that came afterward. Now, child of God, that's faith in action. When, when, when you're looking at uh, uh, the harvest and all has not ripened and you tell the Lord I'm going to give you what has ripened in spite of the fact that everything else has not come to harvest just yet church is even quieter Moses says to the children of Israel as you prepare to enter the land of promise you will have the responsibility to work the land. You will have the promises of reaping from the land because you've trusted me with the first fruits of the land. And for real, I'm almost done. But Moses says, now it's time to recount the Lord's promise. Listen again to verses 1 through 3. And shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and you possess it and dwell in it that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you and put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. The Lord is saying to the children, you need to say it again. This act of worship was a short recounting recitation and reporting of the promise of the Lord made to the forefathers of the children of Israel. He first makes his promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in all, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. He says in that first verse, I will give you a land. The Lord repeats the promise to Abraham's son Isaac in Genesis chapter 26 verses 3 and 4. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you for to you and your descendants I give all these lands and I will perform the oath, the promise which I swore to Abraham your father and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heavens. Heaven I will give to your descendants all these lands 
hands and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. He repeats the promise. And then the Lord reiterates the promise to Isaac's son Jacob in Genesis chapter 28, verses 13 through 15. It says, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I'm the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and east, to the north and uh, to the south. And in you, uh, your seed shall all, the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Moses is telling the children of Israel as they prepare to receive the promise, when you get into the land, you have to recount the promise of the Lord. Moses is saying to the children of Israel, when you get into the land, you need to say it again. Say it again. Say it again. When you come to the priest, say the promise again. Moses was telling the children of Israel to recount and recite the Lord's promise when they entered the land of promise and they understand this, they were not in the land yet. Don't miss it. They're about to enter the land. And Moses tells them, when you get into the land, you need to recount the promise of the Lord. I need you, Moses is saying to the children of Israel, to be prepared to recount what is even in the not yet. And that's because Moses knew if the Lord made the promise, it would come to pass. The Lord allowed his reputation to be put on the line. The, the promise would come to pass. If the Lord uh, allowed his name to be put on it, the promise would come to pass. Child of God, there are times you need to recount the Lord's promises to you. You need to repeat the Lord's promises. You need to recite the Lord's Promises. You need to hold fast and firm to the Lord's promises. An unknown author once said, you cannot break God's promises by leaning on them. You 
You cannot break God's promises by leaning on them. And just like the Lord kept his promise to the children of Israel, you can trust he will keep his promises to you. You can lean on his promises because his promises will not break. And understand the word of the Lord shows us those promises. I cannot give you an exhaustive list, exhaustive list of them today. We'd be here till 3.30. But there are some promises I want to share with you today in the word of God that you can lean on. That you ought to recount and recite and repeat every now and then when you get a little discouraged and your faith is weakened and your confidence is shaken. There are some promises that you ought to recount. I'm trying to keep the music out of my voice, but I feel it coming. There are some promises that you ought to recount, that you ought to repeat, you ought to recite. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's a promise that you ought to recount every now and then. And every now and then you ought to look in the mirror and recount what Deuteronomy 31 8 says, and the Lord. He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you. And he will not forsake you. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. You ought to recount those promises. You ought to recount the promise in Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and the Lord delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. You ought to recount the Lord's promises. Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden and uh, I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and uh, my burden is light. 
I'm telling you, you need uh, to recount the promises of God. Exodus chapter 14, 14 says, the Lord uh, will fight for you and you shall uh, hold your peace. Do I have a witness today? You need uh, to recount the Lord's promises. And uh, I need uh, to confess this Sunday morning when I get tired uh, and when I want to give in uh, and when I want to give up. Uh, there's a promise uh, in Isaiah chapter 40. Beginning at verse 28, it says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and they will be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But I said, but but those uh, who wait on the Lord uh, shall renew their strength. Uh, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Uh, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk. I said they shall walk. They shall walk. Uh, not faint. Do I have a witness? Every now and then uh, you need to recount uh, the promises of God uh, because I declare he is uh, a promise keeper. Tell your neighbor he is uh, a promise keeper. I'm glad today. I'm glad today. I'm glad today. He is. Doors of the church open.
doors of the church open, the invitation is extended. We declare to you today that he is a promise keeper. Lord, we stand here today and we worship him today as we do because he kept the ultimate of promises. He promised I'm going to die on Calvary's cross, but I promise you on the third day I will be raised. And he kept his promise. Because of that, you and I can be saved on today, have life, life abundantly, and life eternally. Romans 10 reminds us, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you're here in the sanctuary of the Salem Church, you want to give your life to the Lord and become a part of the family of faith, here at the Salem Baptist Church, immediately following the benediction, there will be deacons in place to receive you into the family of faith. Or if you're watching or listening at this moment, you can call us at 402-455-1000, option three. Someone is waiting to hear your voice. Why don't you give your life to him today? that you have made a decision to give your life to the Lord on today. You may be seated. We have the privilege on today of sharing in one of the two ordinances that the Lord has left the church. The ordinance of uh, this Lord's Supper, this Holy Communion. It is a remembrance, a reminder of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And even as we prepare to receive these elements that are symbolic of the Lord's broken body and shed blood, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Again, Lord, we thank you today for this privilege and opportunity to reflect on what you have done for us through Jesus Christ. To think about the price paid and the sacrifice made through the death, burial, and resurrection of your only begotten Son, Jesus the Christ. And so even now as we prepare to receive these elements, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would forgive us of our sins, that you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Even in this moment, we lift ourselves to you and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
his crucifixion, Jesus instituted this Lord's Supper, this Holy Communion. The Bible reminds us he first took the bread, blessed it and broke it, and said to his disciples, take, eat, this is my body. Let us commune together. And likewise, he took the cup and declared, this is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let us commune together. Let's bow our heads in prayer again. Lord, we are so grateful for such a deep and abiding love and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us all and we thank you for the power of his resurrection. Lord, we thank you for this worship experience on today. We pray and believe that it shall strengthen us and challenge us on our journey. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy, to the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God in this sanctuary, all across this city, all across this country, and all across the world said together, amen and amen. And we believe the best season of your life is just ahead.